The Arizona Cardinals face an opponent so bad. Is the main objective <laughs> this weekend to win, or is there something maybe to look out for come Sunday in Detroit? Plus, our full preview, predictions, offensive, defensive players of the game. It's coming up on this edition of Locked On Cardinals. It's Bo Brock, Alex Clancy. <laughs> You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily Arizona Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Rise up, Red Sea. You're going to do it this weekend in the Motor City, taking on the lowly Detroit Lions. What's going on? It's Bo Brock, Alex Clancy of Locked on Cardinals, your preview episode of the week. And it's brought to you by On Location, the official hospitality partner of the NFL. It's the only place to score a once-in-a-lifetime Super Bowl ticket and experience package. Visit onlocationexp.com slash SB56 for more information or search Super Bowl on location. So uh, just a, a fun little episode. We're, I mean, not at this point in the season do you get to kind of have a get-right game at this point. Non-divisional opponent, horrible. They're pretty much posturing for the best draft pick possible. Not only was it a bad roster to start with, it's festered into something even worse. Like Detroit is awful. Like it really is. I mean, we're looking at TJ Hawkinson. He was officially put on the shelf for the rest of the season. Looks like DeAndre Swift's not going to be able to go with the shoulder. Frank Ragnow was already out. Third overall pick, who had his first interception of Kyler Murray a year ago. Jeffrey Okuda was on the, placed on the injured reserve a long time ago. Like, you can't find anybody from 1 to 53 that could legitimately cause problems for the Arizona Cardinals come Sunday. Like, I feel like the main objective has to become something secondary than just winning the football game because that should be a foregone conclusion. Yeah. Uh, this hopefully will be a rest game for a lot of the ones uh, yeah. get Chase Edmonds legs back in play, um, get some backups on defense. Like the goal is to go up three scores and sit everybody like that's it. That's it. And listen again, and I, I'll say this and I said it with Jeff and I said it, it sounded kind of, or Matt, sorry, Matt during, um, I said it kind of tongue in cheek, um, but they're still paid incredible athletes wearing the other jerseys, okay? So it's not, you're right. This is this should be landslidey, okay? But it doesn't mean that shouldn't be respected and taken seriously, as I'm sure everybody will. But you're right, they're a bad team. It's, this is the worst version of a bad team. And yeah. the Cardinals need to go in there, take care of business early, get some stops early, go up 17 points and sit everybody. And just run the clock out. This isn't. This doesn't need to be a let's put a fifty burger up, Steve Spurrier style, to impress to impress the uh, you know the committee. It's not right. that. Yeah, this needs to be points. take care of business. And that yeah, right. No style points. Right. Uh, it, it is a bit. If you go in with the business mentality, the, the the what needs to be done and accomplished needs to be one win, and that should happen. Right. It shouldn't come down to like with the Baltimore Ravens earlier this season where Justin Tucker had to use the crossbar from 60-plus yards to squeak out a two-point victory down one, it shouldn't have to come down to the Parade Raid going back and having a revenge game against his former team. That's not going to happen. I hope it, that it doesn't become that close. I can't take it at this point happen on Monday Night Football. It's a get-right opportunity, and especially when you've got DeAndre Hopkins, who's going to be on the shelf, 
the foreseeable future. Hopefully he can get back by, by the postseason. Who knows? Um, you know, I think that what needs to happen is this is a live uh, game situation where you can practice against an opponent and figure out what your offense is going to look like going forward without Nuke in the lineup. Like how you can get everybody involved, how you can incorporate Antoine Wesley. Uh, if anybody's going to play beyond, hopefully when this game is out of hand, it's Wesley. Uh, you get guys who have been kind of slumping as of late, Rondell Moore, uh, and then get guys reincorporated like Chase Edmonds and potentially some guys on that offensive line. But you're exactly right. Get the work done. Get, have like three, four sterling drives where you're efficient and you're quick hitting, and you're putting up points, and then get everybody out because you can't afford any more injuries. Yeah, and and one more one more wrinkle to that from what we saw Monday night against the Rams is get Sean Harlow some reps, get Max Garcia some reps, get Justin Pugh back and back in the fold because what the Cardinals need more than anything, more than anything, aside from Kyler Murray being healthy is that offensive line to be rock solid like it was the first half of the season. And they're going to, you hope not, but you need to be prepared if DJ Humphreys has to miss a game or if Rodney Hudson has to miss a game. You need to be ready. And Sean Harlow, like, it's not his fault. Aaron Donald is the best, maybe, and maybe the best interior defensive lineman pass rusher we've ever seen. Like, we'll see We'll see where he ends up at the, you know, at the end of his career. But So it's not necessarily fair to compare that one-to-one, but get them some reps. And preferably... With Colt McCoy under center, not Kyler Murray. I mean, there's a way to massage this to where the Cardinals can work out some kinks, see what it's going to look like without DeAndre Hopkins, as you mentioned, and also work on this as like a crossover practice as opposed to a real NFL game and kind of figure out where you're at, engage what this offense is going to look like for the rest of the season for sure. Yeah, and you know we're talking, we're we're putting the cart in front of the horse, but we're we're. Right, broadcasters. Look, we're not the team that's in there. We're not in meetings. We're not in practice. Hopefully, that there's a more focus, and they're not getting and and there is the respect for the opponent across, uh, you know, on the other side of the sidelines. But you know, this is this is Alabama versus the Citadel. I mean, this is this is like this is an FBS team against an FCS squad. And I know the cliche exists any given Sunday, but the Arizona Cardinals, especially after what happened on Monday Night Football, like this should be an opportunity to make a, a statement say, look, that was, we played bad. We had two tur- bad turnovers. We had a couple turnovers on downs. Like we can be efficient. Like don't go out there and say, okay, this is the Detroit lions. We're just going to try on two of the three downs. Uh, we're going to try deep bombs to Christian Kirk. And if they don't work, you know, Oh, well, like run your offense, act like it's, it is the Los Angeles Rams and try to move the ball. And if the big play, you know, if, if the opportunity for a big play is there, take it and, and hopefully have some quick hitters to get your offense off the field and avoid any kind of other, uh, you know, a, a catastrophe. Uh, it's Bo Brock, Alex Clancy. We are going to pick our uh, defensive player of the game, your offensive player of the game. Will the Arizona Cardinals um, cover the number? It has moved since DeAndre Hopkins. The injury news came out the other day. Uh, I'll tell you how far it's moved, uh, which direction. We'll look at the, uh, the total of this game over under. What do we like? Um, let's get into this. James Conner was not uh, at practice on Thursday. Obviously, DeAndre Hopkins was not present at practice. And then also we're seeing just videos. Man, just put them into my veins of J.J. Watt showing up everywhere. J.J. <laughs> <laughs> Watt, should, should we even consider him coming back before the final whistle blows in the regular season? Uh, let's get into that, all that conversation before I make our, we make our predictions here 
Unlocked on Cardinals. I do want to tell you, excited to tell you about, and this is the title sponsor of the show today. It's Super Bowl 56 at SoFi is less than 100 days away. And On Location is the official hospitality partner of the NFL. It's the only place to score a once-in-a-lifetime Super Bowl ticket experience package. Select your exact seats. Choose from the elite experiences featuring an exclusive pregame celebration with NFL legends, five-star LA hotels, food by the great Wolfgang Puck, Visit on locationexp.com slash SB56 for more information or search Super Bowl on location. That's on locationexp.com slash SB56 or search Super Bowl on location. It's my turn to talk now, and I'm going to talk about Stat Hero. No one plays daily fantasy sports to lose, okay, except for maybe Bob Rock. Winning feels so much better because traditional fantasy sports are a long-term losing proposition because you never know who or what you're up against. Stat Hero flips it on its head. Okay, it's the first of its kind daily fantasy sports platform where it's you versus the house and head-to-head fantasy matchup, winner take all. The crazy part is Stat Hero shows you their lineup before you play, and you can handpick the team you want to face one-on-one. The never-before-seen innovation of a fantasy sports and sports betting hybrid has Stat Hero players clocking odds that are over four times better. That's ridiculous. Stat Hero head-to-head is what daily fantasy should be. One-on-one. Sign up right now for free at stathero.com slash locked on and use promo code locked on for a 100% deposit match. That's stathero.com slash locked on. Use promo code locked on for a 100% deposit match. Stathero.com slash locked on with promo code locked on. Terms and conditions apply. Thank you so much for making Locked On Cardinals your first listen each and every day, wherever you find podcasts. If you're subscribing to our YouTube channel, big thank you there. We premiere episodes at 10 a.m. every day. Little cross promote right now. Uh, our guy Tony Wiggins, Amp Wiggins, over at uh, Locked On Jaguars, doing firework over there about the Urban Meyer uh, firing. I mean, I was wrong on Urban Meyer. I was completely wrong. I thought that he was going to be the top coach coming out of this uh, this 2021 crop. Boy, was I way off. It did not translate. He was uh, he he was gonna he was running the same kind of uh, BS that he was trying to impose on college players, amateur athletes, with professionals, guys who most of them in the locker room, not all of them, but most of them make more money than him, and he was trying that uh, BS. And he was out. Didn't even last a full season's worth of, uh, of games. Shocked by that. Well, not shocked after you know the last couple of weeks, but after the hiring, I, I thought you know what's. The rubber's going to meet the road here. It's a, it's a traditional bad franchise that loses all the time versus a guy who's got one of the highest winning percentages, the highest winning percentage in college football history. It's like, I, I thought he was going to do something there. But um, no, not going to happen. And uh, what a crappy game this weekend. Jacksonville Jaguars and, and, the, uh, and the Houston Texans, a rematch from week one. But check out, if you want more insight on it, Amp is like Alex and myself, he doesn't sugarcoat anything. So it's going to be, uh, it's, it's, it's great work there. What Tony Wiggins is doing for locked on Jaguars. All right. So James Connor, should the Arizona Cardinals even like entertain him playing on Sunday with the ankle injury? He hasn't been in practice. He's, he's day to day. He had the MRI uh, a little bit more encouraging than obviously Deandre Hopkins, but do you just rest him, especially with his injury history? Well, here's something that I don't understand. Um, why, when you're, why, when your best players 
are hobbled, but they're playing, why do they have to start? Like, why not make him active? Have Eno Benjamin and Chase Edmonds take the majority of the snaps. See if you can get away with Eno Benjamin taking the lion's share of the snaps against an inferior opponent. And if for some reason Detroit, like we see what happened in, in Jacksonville, happened with it happened with Detroit, you bring James Conner in in the third quarter. Like, I don't know why you have to start him or not have him active. That I've never understood that, especially in football. Have him on the sideline, have his helmet off, go another route, and then if you need him, you play him, and if you don't, you don't. Like, why is that just this novel concept that nobody's ever thrown in there as a wrinkle to it? I think especially in the NFL, it's so important to play with a lead, uh, and you want to have your best guys out there in order to get that lead because you can pretty much just kind of dictate how the game flow is going to go. Arizona Cardinals have been so good doing that all season long. So if you've got a talent, you know, the caliber of James Conner and how good he's been all season long, you want him in there and you want to have, you know, if he's healthy enough to play, have full access to his talents. And you don't want to have to say, well, if, if things get a little hairy, especially against a bad opponent like Detroit, then we'll kind of play that James Conner card in the second half in the third quarter. I don't think that's the game plan. I don't think it should be. Like your, your game plan should be, okay, we're going to do this. And if it works, we'll have a big lead and we'll salt the game away in the second half. So I think that's probably the philosophy. But I think that this probably, you know, with his injury history, there's no doubt. Like, don't play him. Just don't play him. There, there's no sense. You've got two big games, huge games coming up um, against Indy and then, of course, Dallas. I, I, I'd much rather have James Conner, you know, closer to 100% against those two opponents than Detroit. I think that they can make it work even if they don't even have to run the ball, if they don't run the ball once against Detroit. Yeah, and damn it, Fox. Fox stole the Cardinals-Cowboys game. We got the, what is it, like the... It's the premier afternoon game. It's 225. Yeah, yeah it's I, who, but who, it's like, who, get, who gives a rip about that? But I guess Fox, but they blocked it because they know it's going to be a good game and they have the rights. Even Jerry Jones couldn't move it. Um, but yeah. Yeah, you're right. I mean, it's that's the leading theory with all of this. You get him in, you get a lead, you take him out. Um, yeah. But if you don't play him, like what you don't want to happen is overexert Chase Edmonds. Like the ideal scenario for the rest of the year through the playoffs, and we'll talk about Chase Edmonds in a second. I, I want to get to him in a second, is 50-50, 60-40 hot hand, you know, catching the ball, running the ball, whatever. You don't want either of them to get over 15 carries a game at all, right. ever. That's the goal. And then if you have Eno Benjamin, have five or seven carries, obviously, depending on game flow. Both James Conner and Chase Evans have proven to be above average catching the ball out of the backfield. You can use them in different ways. Um, but yeah, no, you're right. I mean, if, if he's not healthy and you just don't push it and, and think that you know Chase Edmonds, Eno Benjamin will be enough. Now, I do want to ask about uh, Chase Edmonds quickly. We saw Chase Edmonds in past years line up in the slot at times. And they, they they worked out a little bit. It was weird with Larry Fitzgerald still there last year where it seemed really congested and nobody really knew it really had defined roles. Chase uh, Christian Kirk was in and out of, of, of being productive. Do you see without DeAndre Hopkins there moving Chase Edmonds into the slot and having another capable guy who can run routes? Do you see that as a wrinkle that they could possibly utilize? I think that, that they should utilize that as an option anyway. Like that's, that's, that's kind of his game. They move him around, you know, and exactly know where he's going to be at any given play. And yeah, I mean, I think that's just how you kind of uh, 
using a weapon like Chase Edmonds. So yeah, I, I, for sure. But when you've got Rondell Moore and Christian Kirk, those guys could probably play that position a little bit better. Uh, you just you don't take anything out of your playbook at this point. I, I think I, I agree with your touches thing. I think 15, 20 touches is probably ballpark for both those guys. This, this in my opinion, is an Eno Benjamin game. It's got, it has to be an Eno Benjamin game because of Edmonds coming back, James Conner being hobbled right now. Why not? I know his numbers aren't that impressive, but against a team like Detroit, like he could eat. He could be the guy that you could, you could just have in there as your first and second, you know, down back. And he could, he could average, you know, over four yards of carry, what you need necessary to put yourself in third and manageable. I, I just think yeah. that if he can't, what's he doing on your roster? And yeah, that might be the biggest audition thing that the Cardinals have for the rest of the year is what can you get out of Eno Benjamin? Because if you do have to go to Green Bay, you're going to have to run the ball 40 times for a couple reasons. One, it's going to be cold as hell, 40 times maybe a lot. And two, the best defense against Aaron Rodgers is keeping him on the damn sideline. We've talked about this, and they did a very good job of that when they played on Thursday Night Football. If you have three capable backs, two of whom are fantastic catching the ball out of the backfield, you really could be cooking with gas even without DeAndre Hopkins. So you're right. Like, I want to find out what Eno Benjamin can do. Yeah. I mean, maybe. I, I, I think it's like, hey, your role is we, we're down in this, at your position. You're playing, we're playing one of the worst teams in the league. You can have a field day. We need you to be a top back today. It's not necessarily auditioning for if we ever face like a – like you probably won't play a role against when, when we're in tight contests against good teams. but. We need you to have a. We need you to be big this day. Like your role is, we need you to play against Detroit, and we need you to leave it all on the field because we need you this week. And it's just an opportunity. This is your opportunity, you know. So uh, we'll see. And there's people that are pounding the table and screaming from the top of Camelback Mountain that they want Eno you know, Benjamin to get playing time. This should be it. This is when Cliff Kingsbury should probably be like, okay, let's do it. Let's roll with Eno and uh, and let the other guys figure out their injuries. And move forward. Uh, the JJ Watt thing, I, I don't think it's awesome to see him, you know, getting ready, do, doing his, his practice and doing his technique on a goalpost. And he's photo bombing Buddha Baker. And he looks like he's got full movement, full range of motion as he's clowning around in the background with his shoulder. So that's encouraging. But at the same time, if it's not against maybe Dallas in week, is it was week 17? Um, I, and, and maybe just one game there and maybe a few snaps against Seattle. I don't really want to see him until the playoffs. Right. right. I agree. Yeah. Because know? him like Connor, like the, the, the hit, like the injury history is not something to be like, well, injuries happen in this game. Like, no, there's a legitimate, you know, uh, just a rhythm and, and uh, of, of injuries here, unfortunately. And, and you have to kind of wear kid gloves while taking care of these guys. And maybe also, when they say, hey, I'm ready and they want to go, you have to be the adult in the room and say, yeah, as much as we love your leadership and, and the impact we know that you're going to make, it's more, there's impo more important stakes uh, that are games in January. Now we're staring down potentially playing in a super wild card game. That would be great to get you back in, and this defense can get back to full strength. It's Bo Brock, Alex Clancy, Lockdown Cardinals, part of your Lockdown Podcast Network. What we think is going to actually happen on Sunday between the Arizona Cardinals and the Detroit Lions one-win team that's vying for the top spot in the NFL draft against the Arizona Cardinals team that's vying for the top spot in the A in the NFC playoffs and looking to avoid playing a game in the first week of the postseason. Let's get into that contest, uh, which the 
spread has moved half a point. So apparently they don't think DeAndre Hopkins was going to be that big of a difference maker in this game. It's 13 and a half to start according to betonline.ag, and now it's 13. That's it. You think the Arizona Cardinals are going to cover that? Well, we'll get into that conversation next. But BetOnline has you covered for more season props, odds, and lines than ever before, all football season long and into the playoffs. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all sports action this season. Head over to the new updated desktop and mobile website. Sign up to pay, sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code locked on one word to receive your bonus from hoops, football, NHL, boxing, UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of these amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online, the fastest, easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online, where the game starts. Built Bar, it's getting to be around Christmas time. Hanukkah just passed. Um, this holiday season, grab the protein bar that we've always talked about. It tastes like a candy bar. It's a protein bar. Uh, 18 grams of protein, less than 5 to 7 grams of sugar, depending on. The puffs have a little bit more, but everything else is about 5 grams of protein, or 5 grams of sugar. Uh, you get the best of both worlds, delicious and healthy. The flavors, massive amount, a massive database of flavors, if I could say that. Raspberry, mint, brownie, cherry, double chocolate, cookies and cream, peanut butter, brownie. There's a caramel apple one, bow, lemon cheesecake. What was the one that you had uh, that you popped? Oh, ruby chocolate. The hell is that? Try it because it's fantastic. I just had one this morning. Because it's a season of peace and love, don't bring up your favorite Bilt Bar flavored family parties because people get so passionate. No politics, no religion, no Bilt Bar. I think that's it because you don't want to get you know in a huge debate like we do in our Twitter DMs with the other Locked On NFL hosts. Dip your Bilt Bar into a piping hot cup of cocoa. Like some of those marshmallowy treats around the holidays, Bilt Bars, the puffs are, it's not fair. That they have 18 grams of protein because you're gonna all you're gonna want to do is eat them. Go to built.com, use promo code locked15, and you get 15% off your order. Use promo code locked15 for 15% off at builtbar.com. We had a listener reach out to us recently and said that they tabbed celebrity voices, everybody <laughs> yeah. lookalikes to our voices. I, I'm curious. They didn't tell us, Alex and I specifically, who they thought our voices made them think of in their head with the theater of the mind, but our guy Ross Jackson over at Lockdown NFL and Lockdown Saints got a Tay Diggs celebrity. Uh, I, I'm just curious. You know, I don't even I think yours is Gilbert Gottfried. I think yours is probably Gilbert Gottfried. Yeah, I, I sound... Uh, it's, it's probably Gilbert Gottfried. Thank you. That's actually pretty solid. After he got, uh, you know, fired, you should have taken over for him over as the, as the Aflac. Great guy. interview. Great interview. I got to interview him on one of the shows that I used to do. He's hysterical. He's... Now it's now it's Nick Saban and, and Deion Sanders that are pushing Aflac with that duck. You see that Deion um, Sanders got the number one recruit in high school to go to Jackson State. That's yeah. badass. Like you know what? I know we're talking about car- that is bad with all of the craziness that happens in college sports now. That is bad. I think in number one or number two. Good for him. Good for him and good for Jackson State. That's awesome. It's it's a new it's a new age of college athletics, obviously, and the NIL uh, rules that are established, and you know teams like that with with incomes coming from who knows where. Uh, it, it opens up the possibility to maybe even the playing field. It's going to be chaos. Like after one year where it didn't seem like it was a factor, it's just going to fester more and more. So uh, it'd just be interesting to see like any given year who can net some big recruits because they can get you know the most money in. It should hopefully it will add some more parity to college football because 
damn it, I'm sick of seeing an Alabama or Oklahoma guy win the Heisman Trophy. And I'm sick of the, pretty much the same four teams in the college football playoff. Yeah. Honestly. I mean, it's tar- it's turning to basketball. Like, if you're a good NF- if you're a good player, they're going to find you. You know, like the NBA. I mean, look at Dame Lillard and all these guys that came out of came out of nowhere. I mean, the first one for me, Central Arkansas with what with Scottie Pippen and Memphis State with Penny. Like, it doesn't matter if you're a good player; they're gonna find you, especially if you were a blue chipper coming out of high school. So, kudos. Yeah. Anyways, yeah, that was your college right. minute here on Locked On Cardinals. Yeah, prime time landing the top corner, uh, just top overall player in college football. He's going to a, a uh, HBCU, Jackson State. Um, I saw so I've been watching the man in the arena. If you, if you watch the series with Tom Brady, it's kind of like they're not yet trying last chance. It's pretty good. Um, but Brady said something interesting on episode five. And if you watch this, you remember that like we, we think about the new England Patriots and we think of this dominant franchise. And of course, at the end of the day, they've got all these titles to kind of, that they have, you know, raised the banners up at the, in their respective stadium. Uh, and Brady said something interesting because they struggled throughout seasons and playoffs and it came down to key plays. And Brady was talking about a couple of years that he didn't win the Super Bowl, came close. Eli Manning, obviously, 2-0 and against uh, Tom Brady. But he, he mentioned, like, not, all, not every season do you have supreme talent. And he felt like in one of those, especially the season they go 18-1, and they had the supreme talent. And they also had supreme talent against Eli and the Giants and crew. The second time around, Mario Manningham makes the incredible catch on the sidelines. They kick the field goal. They win the Super Bowl. And he said, when you do have supreme talent, it's important to cash in. And it's like when you look at this Arizona Cardinals roster from top to bottom and you look at the quarterback position, and I know that there's a lot of he's unproven, especially in the playoff stage. But the Arizona Cardinals, as far as just talent, they have more talent than most NFL rosters. And it's so important for them to cash in. And it's so important for them to come off of a loss like Monday Night Football against a good team. Like, you have to remember, like, the Arizona Cardinals aren't going to play a perfect game. Each Like, football is hard. Winning football is really hard, especially when yeah. the other team has equal or, or, or more talent. And uh, I think that the Arizona Cardinals are facing a team in the Detroit Lions on Sunday to where they can impose their will, and they can have an easy game, and they can get some work done against them. So when I look at this, I think that the Arizona Cardinals just roll on Sunday. And it could be the first 40-burger that we've seen in Cliff Kingsbury era which is crazy. It hasn't happened already. I think the Arizona Cardinals, 41 points to probably 10, 41, 10. 41, 10. Yikes. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll say eclipse of a 30 burger, but you know what? Like it's with how, with how tight the lions have played a lot of teams. They've had a lot of one score games going into, you know, winning time. So they just haven't won. Um, and one of the most ridiculous ones is the one they actually won. Like the fact that they came down and won that game just is, I guess, Vikings. Uh, I'll say 30-17. The Cardinals are the kings of giving up late garbage time touchdowns this year. Um, 30-17. So I think it'll actually hit the number and everybody's going to push regardless of what side you take, as it were. I think that... You know, in Yahoo's like yourself, some for some reason believe in quarterbacks like Jared Goff, and I and I believe that he sucks. Like I, I think there was a time where he was good. <laughs> I think he he cre- he developed really bad habits, and it's it's tough for him to overcome them without a really good game plan 
and without a good supporting cast around him. So I'm, I, I think – and the Arizona Cardinals have done a really good job against really bad quarterbacks. Like Joe Flacco, he started for the Jets against them a long time – or last season. Andy Dalton, they faced him twice. And they've been able to turn him turn them over. And I think that they can absolutely do that come Sunday. Like when you look at that game against the Jets where they won 30-10, to 10, they were able to turn over the, the Jets a couple times and they were able to cash in on scores. I think that they, they're able to do that, absolutely. And that, that's why I think that this, this thing gets out of hand and the 40-burger is in play here. I just don't believe in Jared Goff. You look at the numbers, 14 touchdowns, eight picks. He's got a, he's have four fumbles lost. He just has the turnover bug. And this is an opportunistic defense that should be pissed off about how they played against Matthew Stafford and the Rams. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, I don't – I just think, and I said this on the, on the crossover yesterday, that I think that most quarterbacks would fail in Detroit who are starting right now. The one ten and one, sure, it's not all on hit. Like you can use that. This is why I hate numbers to prove points. Have a theory, watch it, and see if it happens, and then stick with that theory. A, a, a winning a Detroit Lions wins are not solely a a quarterback stat and losses. Like I feel like like Jared Goff is set up to fail. He's set up to fail. He's a patsy. He's getting paid a lot of money to be a patsy. You know, like, and that, like, it, it, you're right. But if you put him in a different system, he's not, I don't think he's a bad quarterback. I think he's an average quarterback in a bad situation. I think he's a, I like, think if you put him a, in Tennessee, if you put him in Tennessee instead of Ryan Tannehill, they win as many games or more. Like, quarterbacks are made from the system they're in a lot of times. I just think that he's not going to have a career renaissance resurgence like a Tannehill had. Going from Miami, he's not going to just figure it out and it's going to click. He's going to be in the right system. I think as far as his, the most success that he's had in the NFL has already happened, and he's he's now he's on the downslope of his career. And the Arizona Cardinals just need to take advantage of of a guy like that. And if you can turn him over, uh, looking at this as far as my defensive player of the game, I, I this is a good opportunity for Isaiah Simmons to say. Why the hell didn't you take me at three overall? This could be kind of a sneaky revenge game for Isaiah Simmons. They took Jeffrey Okuda out of Ohio State. They went corner. He slips to eight. He's playing, you know, he's been kind of quiet lately. He had the stupid, like the bullcrap penalty that they called him where his his elbow brushed the helmet yeah. of, of a Rams offensive play. It was a Cooper Cup the other day, and he got, he got hit with a penalty. I think that, uh, I think Isaiah Simmons is in uh, for my defensive player of the game. Maybe he gets his hand on the ball. Yeah. Um, it's got to be Chandler Jones. We got to see it. We got to see it. We got to see it. Like, if we're not going to see it, yeah. Chandler Jones is very good against bad teams. Like, there's no question about that. Mm-hmm. Over the last, you know, year and a half, he's been very good against bad teams. This is a bad team. Even though Penny Sewell has shown that he's worth his weight of the pick that they got him at uh, so far, I mean – and Penny Sewell's like 20 years old, isn't he? I think he's the youngest, one of the youngest players in the NFL. Uh, it's got to be a Chandler Jonesy. Chandler Jones game. Chandler Jonesy. Uh, Chandler Jonesy. I, I don't disagree with that. I think that you could, you could get a couple sacks against this offense uh, from, from Detroit. Uh, as far as the offensive player of the game, um, I'd love to see a Zach Ertz game, but I'm going to go with Christian Kirk. I think that he's played really well in the absence of, 
with DeAndre Hopkins and against bad teams. He has big games too. I think this is a Christian Kirk game. Uh, he had a decent game on Monday night. He had 86 yards, one of them on a big play at the end of the game. But uh, I'll take Christian Kirk early and often against the Detroit Lions. Yeah, and I'm going to yeah, I'm gonna bolt rocket here, and I'm going to change the rules a little bit. This is a Kyler Murray game because he needs it. This is a Kyler yeah. Murray game because he needs it. He hasn't played – well, and, and this is also, you know, this is his wheelhouse. It ain't at State Farm Stadium. So this is where he plays the best. This is where the Cardinals play the best. So, yeah. and I know we're going long here, but like with Kyler, saying fragile is the wrong word. So I'm not going to say fragile, but like he sees how well they were playing early and he sees what happened Monday night because he lived it. He's thrown some really bad interceptions this year. Really bad. Like Jared Goff bad interceptions this year. Couple of them led to led to immediate scores. One was a pick six against Minnesota. Like it was, it's been bad. And then other times he's been otherworldly, like looking like potentially the best quarterback in the NFL. We need to kind of tighten that a little bit. And he needs to see it that he can go out and put up tighter, put up a an excellent performance on the road in a game where they need to show themselves more than anybody that they're still one of the best teams in the NFL. So I'm taking Kyler Murray one time because he needs it probably more than anybody else just to get the juices flowing again before the next two big games they have. Yeah, he'll, 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 we'll, I'll let you do it this week. Take him off the board next week against Indy. Off the board. And then we can put him back and play when he goes to his home state to take on Dallas. See if you want to take him in that matchup too, because I I, I agree. I want to see an eighty plus uh, completion percentage from Kyler Murray this week. It, it would be his third of the season because he's going to be uh, taking what the defense gives him. At least he should be, and he should be just ripping it to whoever the most open wide receiver playmaker is. Whether it's you know AJ Green, Christian Kirk, Antoine Wesley, Rondell Moore, who needs to bounce back, and of course your your guys Zach Ertz your running backs, Edmonds, whoever's healthy. That's going to do it for us. Bo Brock, Alex Clancy, follow on Twitter at Bob Brock, at Clancy's Corner, at Locked on Easy Cards. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, premiering episodes every day at 10 a.m. And, of course, uh, wherever you follow podcasts, listen to podcasts. Uh, we love it. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thanks for making us your first listen each and every day. Now make Locked on Bets your second listen so you know where the smart money is going this weekend with our guy Lee Sterling and your boy Q. You can find it wherever you find podcasts. Have a great weekend. We'll talk to you halftime at Detroit with the Arizona Cardinals.